Lecture topic: Becoming a true slave. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salat wa salam ala ibadhi aladin astafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahi rahman rahim وما خلقت الجن والإنس إلا ليعبدون ما أريد منهم من رزق وما أريد أن يطعمون إن الله هو الرزاق ذو القوة المتين صدق الله العظيم There are many things that there's an object for it and there are many things which are just on a secondary level. The most important thing is what is the object. Secondary level aspects will then fall in place. If the primary aspect is neglected, that is not realized, then no matter how much of the secondary things might be in place, but that's not going to make a person successful in that endeavor. Somebody goes to school, so the purpose of him going to school was for to earn a particular achievement in terms of his studies. So he wanted to become whatever, so now he went to study. But now in the cause of that study, there will be time that they will tell him that now this is a time to play some game, some whatever. Not that all these things are encouraged, it's just an example. And then there might be some other, what they call extracurricular activities. So mashallah, he went and excelled in all the extracurricular activities. But at the end of the day, when the report came at the end of the year, it said that he failed all his subjects. So no matter how many extracurricular activities he excelled in, but that's going to be of no avail to him. What is of primary focus is the study which he didn't pass in, he failed in. So now everything the search for is what is the primary issue? What is the main purpose for this? And if that main purpose is not being achieved, it's a big problem. So we are in this dunya, we are already, some of us are here for whatever period of time, 40 years, 50 years, some less, some more. Why are we here? This whole dunya is existing just came about, definitely not, we have Iman, Allah Ta'ala created it. Why Allah Ta'ala created this dunya? This whole system of this universe, Allah alone is the creator. That's our Iman, the Iman of every mu'min. Mu'min doesn't have the slightest doubt in this. He doesn't have any space in his heart and mind, anyway for all the batil of the Big Bang stories and the Darwin's theories and all the batil and complete falsehood. It got, 
the falsehood is so glaring it is in it. But a person's iman is sufficient to make him completely free from all these thoughts, all these ideas. So now Allah Ta'ala created this, this is his iman. Allah created this entire universe. Allah Ta'ala created this whole system that is now functioning around us all the time. The sun is rising, the moon shines, the heat of the sun, the, rays, the, the rain that comes down, the crops and vegetation that grow out of the land, the animals that feed from it, all this becomes a means of food for insan. And then all the other things that function day in and day out, what was this created for? And then in the system, one is the system of all these things that we see around us. But far beyond that, Allah Ta'ala created insan. And among insan, Allah Ta'ala created those very special personalities who Allah Ta'ala sent down as His messengers, the Anbiya the Rasuls of Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala. And then what they underwent, what kind of difficulties and hardship. So what was all this for? And Allah Ta'ala created dunya, He also created akhirat. This world is a temporary place. One day all this will perish. But the hereafter is eternal. So again the question, what is all this about? Allah Ta'ala Himself has declared the purpose of all this. Now everything else is on the side. The creator of the universe himself is declaring the purpose of the creation. Now all these things are secondary things in terms of the creation as well. The most honored creation of Allah Ta'ala is insan. So all the other creation Allah Ta'ala put into the service of insan. Even other life forms, like animals, that sheep, those cattle, those camels, these also life forms, they have life in them. But Allah Ta'ala made it permissible, take Allah's name and slaughter it. That becomes permissible for this insan, that these animals also are for the service of insan. He has need, he will ride on it. He has need, he will use it to load his goods. And then there are certain animals which Allah has made permissible to eat, so but taking Allah Ta'ala's name, because this is life also. It's only permissible to slaughter in the name of Allah Ta'ala. So all this has become the khadim of insan, the servants of insan. But insan for what? So Allah Ta'ala Himself has declared in the Quran Sharif, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ that I have only created insan and jinnat for one purpose. That is their primary objective. That is their purpose in life. That is their goal. I have created them liya'budun so that they may worship me. Allah Himself is declaring. What is the purpose of the creation of the whole universe? This is insan's khadim. The whole universe is to serve insan. And insan to be in the Worship of Allah Ta'ala. This ibadat. And ibadat brings abdiyat. Complete servitude to Allah Ta'ala. And this comes from the 
aspect of tawazu and humility. To the extent a person truly has humility in him, he'll become humble before Allah Ta'ala. And he'll become a true slave of Allah Ta'ala. And he will become a true abid and ashik of Allah Ta'ala. And if this is missing, then he'll go in every direction, wherever his desires take him, whatever. But if he's a true abid and a true slave of Allah Ta'ala, and that is his goal, there's all different levels, obviously. One is a person just going through the motions, and then there's somebody with his heart and soul in it. That before he does something physically also, already his ruh and his soul is in that ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. If it is time for salah, then he will still get there by the time he reaches, and then he will physically engage in salah. He'll then say, Allahu Akbar, now he'll commence his salah physically. But if he's got this ubudiyat in him, he's a true servant of Allah Ta'ala, and that servitude is in his in the recesses of his heart, then from the time it is time for salah, his heart and mind will already be focused towards the salah. And he will already be that, now what next to get there in time? And to fulfill this command of Allah wa Ta'ala in the best possible way. It will not be something as a, well just to get done with, well I got no option now otherwise, I'll be, maybe azab will come on me, or the barakat will go away. No, if there was no reward for salah, apart from putting one's head down in front of Allah Ta'ala, that too was enough for him. Just to merely humbly stand in front of Allah Ta'ala, that was good enough for him. Because he is an abid, he is a true slave of Allah Ta'ala. And a slave, that is the height of his slavery that he submits entirely to his master. So now before he even gets to that ibadat physically, his ruh and his soul and his heart and mind is already engaged in it. He's conscious of it, he's preparing for it, and long before the time he's already conscious of it, he's going to sleep and he's worried about his fajr salah. He's making the arrangements, putting everything in place that I mustn't miss my fajr in time. Allah gives him tawfiq, He's more conscious about even before Fajr. That how can he try and make some ibadat at the time of tahajjud also. A person who is a true abid and a true abd of Allah Ta'ala, then he is all the time checking within himself and asking and searching what will make Allah happy? What will please my Rabb? What will please my Rabb? So now he doesn't know for himself, and he'll be inquiring. If it is a matter of business, he'll be inquiring. I want to now go about this business, but is it correct? Because I want to do what will please Allah Ta'ala, not what will please me. What I feel like doing. What I desire to do. Allah must become happy. I must earn the pleasure of my Rabb. So now the true abd of Allah Ta'ala, more important than the business to him is earning Allah's pleasure through that business. So now when that becomes his objective in that business also, that Allah has obligated me to earn halal risk, so now I have to engage in something to earn that halal risk, but this must be done in a way that Allah becomes pleased.
And if I'm going to cut corners, cross the line of halal, haram, then I've defeated this whole purpose. So now that's an abd. That's a true slave of Allah Ta'ala. If it is his personal life, it is his family life, whatever it might be. And now when this abdiyat sits deep down in his heart, then he becomes a true slave of Allah Ta'ala. There is the greatest praise that can be placed on insan is to be called an abd of Allah Ta'ala. This is the greatest praise that insan can receive. This is the best title that he can be conferred with. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala addresses, in fact many Anbiya alayhi also, when Allah Ta'ala mentions them in the manner of praise, وَذْكُرْ abdana ayyub. Allah Ta'ala says, remember our servant, our slave who, Ayyub alayhi salam, Allah Ta'ala tested him with so many trials and tests and such challenges came in his way but that's an abd that if some good comes then he becomes totally humble in front of Allah Ta'ala with shukr that this is purely my Allah's grace and I must use this in a way that Allah becomes pleased and if some challenge comes then that challenge also takes him closer to Allah Ta'ala that the hikmat and the wisdom in this is beyond my comprehension but my Allah is all wise and what is Allah's hikmat in this what is Allah's wisdom in this I can't fathom but I submit to it that makes him a greater abd now that he's got no reservations about anything what has come from Allah Ta'ala my Allah knows my condition and Allah has brought this for me Allah knows the hikmat in it my duty is to submit to Allah Ta'ala and to do what pleases him. Many a times, person comes and he says, well, I was, everything was going well, all my amal, my salah, and tilawat of the Quran Sharif, and then what happened? He says, well, then there's some challenge came about, and then everything got derailed. So some challenge, whatever it might be, some domestic matter, some business matter, something or the other, and then everything fell apart. What do you mean fell apart? No, the tilawat stopped, because I got busy in this and that, and then that issue came and this issue came. So all the other amal got now suddenly derailed. Subhanallah, when these halat come, when these conditions come, this is a time to get more into amal. It's a time to turn more to Allah Ta'ala. It's a time to beg more from Him. Now this suddenly becomes a reason and the excuse to say, well everything got derailed. So this is actually going backwards. That was an opportunity to become more conscious of Allah Ta'ala. So in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala mentions Ayyub Ali Salam in that same manner. Wathkur abdana ayyub. Abdana, our abd. لَيَسْتَنْكِفَ الْمَسِيحُ أَيْ يَكُونَ عَبْدًا لِلَّهِ وَلَا الْمَلَائِكَةُ الْمُقَرَّبِينَ That Isa Ali Salatu Salam, he has no reservations in being completely the abd of Allah Ta'ala. The Christians are calling him Na'uzubillah, the son of Allah, and calling him God himself. Allah Ta'ala is saying, he is happy to be Allah's abd. He's got no other claim. That is all falsely attributed to him. But the title Allah gave him, on this occasion of praise, Abdan Lillah. And then the greatest of all the Anbiya Ali Musalam, 
and all the messengers of Allah Ta'ala, Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and when he is taken to the highest position and blessed with the greatest miracle after the quran kareem the miracle of Mi'raj, Allah Ta'ala describes that Isra in the quran Sharif, Subhanalladhi Asra Bi'abdihi. Allah took him to the highest point, but who? Allah took his abd. Because he was on the highest level of abdiyat. Highest level of servitude. One pious person bought one slave in the time when there was still slavery in the market. He was a pious person and he bought the slave. So now the slave looked like a pious person also, so he bought him. So now when he came with him home, now because he wanted to treat him well, wanted to now give him fair treatment and good treatment in fact. So out of that concern now that I should treat him well, so he asked him, well, uh, what would you eat? I might be having some kind of diet or whatever. So he said, whatever you wish, that what I eat. So he said, what kind of, what will you wear? What kind of clothes? Whatever you wish. And then a few other questions, what this, what, he said, whatever you wish. He said, you only got one answer. Whatever you wish, don't you also have some wish? So he replied and said, if I had some wish, I wouldn't have been a slave. If I also had some wish of my own, then I would have been a free person. But I'm a slave. What's wish and what desire does a slave have of his own? His wish is what the master's wish is. So, I have no wish of my own. I have to submit to what is your wish. So now he spoke something that taught what is the reality of servitude. There's no desire of ours. Our desire is annihilated in the wish of Allah Ta'ala, what Allah wants from us. So on this occasion when Allah Ta'ala took Nabi Kareem Salaam to the height, where no angel also went, Allah describes it in this manner, Subhanalladhi asra bi abdihi laylam min al-masjid al-haram ila al-masjid al-aqsa alladhi barakna hawla linuriyahu min ayatina. Allah says, we took our abd from Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa and then from there the ahadith mentioned the details of the mi'raj. It's abdiyat. This is the kamal of insan. This is his true achievement. He becomes the humble slave of Allah Ta'ala. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was the greatest of Allah Ta'ala's makhluk. Ba'adas khuda buzruk tu'i qissa mukhtasar. After Allah Ta'ala, he is the greatest. But in the ahadith, what is described about his manner at home? How did he conduct himself? Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala, she says, Kana basharam min al-bashar. He was in, at home like an ordinary human being. Ordinary human being meaning what? He says he would help out in the home. Now this was not something that was done by pretense. It was just natural. This stemmed out of that humility. Despite being the personality Allah made him, and the greatest of Allah's makhluk, and the leader of all the Anbiya but he found no reservation in him to help out in household things. If there was a need to sew some, patch some garment, he sat down and patched it himself. If there was a need to mend his shoe, he sat down and mended it himself. There were times he swept the house, if there was a need to milk the goat, which was a very menial task, he asked nobody to do it. 
he went ahead and milked it himself. All very menial things. But this didn't have, there wasn't any reservation, any hesitation that me, I must do this. Now this stems from that same tawazu, complete humility, that abdiyat, that makes a person so totally humble, makes him feel nothing about himself. And this is how he can then conduct himself with people around him. And in this humility is where the peace is. In this humility is where the happiness is. This humility goes, obviously there is no vacuum. One thing goes, then there is something else in its place. If this humility goes, then there is pride in its place. To the extent that there is a lack of humility, that much of pride. And pride is that which the worst sin because that's what made shaitan into shaitan so now when the pride comes in then a person can tolerate nothing because everything is against his dignity everything is against his honor anybody made a mistake in what they did also that too becomes too much for him because he feels it as an insult to him everything is an insult to him somebody's one mistake also is an insult to him and if a person has this tawazu, one person, Imam Shabi rahimahullah, very great personality, muhaddis. So one person came and very, very strongly and severely abused him, verbally, told him a lot of things. Imam Shabi rahimahullah listened quietly. And then when he finished, he said to him, In kunta sadiqan, ghafar Allahu li. Wa in kunta kadhiban, if what you are saying is true, may Allah forgive me. And if what you are saying is false, may Allah forgive you. Now it was false, but where he started off from? If what you are saying is true, may Allah forgive me. And if what you are saying is false, which it was, may Allah forgive you. End of the story. Now who can react in that manner? Provided that there's that humility in the heart, then he can react in that way. And otherwise, before that person finished his second, first sentence, before he goes to the second sentence, we'll already sentence him to something. Maybe to death or whatever. Because it won't be tolerable. How can this person talk to me in this manner? Yes, it's wrong to talk to somebody in that manner. But for us it'll become too much also. Imam Abu Hanifa rahimahullah, one youngster is now suddenly starts walking alongside him and he starts hurling all kinds of abuse. Imam Hanifa quietly is listening and walking along. Eventually they come to where his house is. So he says, look, I'm going in this direction now. You're probably now moving ahead. So I'll wait. Maybe there's still something you want to offload, so to say. He didn't use that word, but that's what it comes to. You still want to offload now. There are a lot of other things maybe you want to say. I'll wait for you. When you're done, then you tell me. Then I'll go. So it doesn't... You don't feel like I still had a lot of things to say. I didn't get the chance to say it all. So that person now got completely embarrassed and felt ashamed. And he sought his forgiveness. Now, it, there was some sabr involved. But that sabr won the day. But behind the sabr was the humility. Had there been no humility, the sabr would not have been possible. The sabr came on the basis of the humility. 
that if now so what person is saying something it doesn't apply to me so I should have bothered about it keep quiet let it be so this humility is the real achievement and this is where we fall short that mashallah many other things sometimes we become conscious about a person becomes conscious about now trying to improve his salah person becomes conscious about trying to make some tilawat and Ramadan comes so now so many other efforts are made to increase amal alhamdulillah thumma alhamdulillah and this must be done but sometimes even in Ramadan while on the one side the amal is increasing but on the other side the takabur is increasing and then the person says don't don't trap my toes I'm fasting like as if fasting has become a license to become more proud and more arrogant and to now become that now I am untouchable nobody was come close to me nobody was say anything to me fasting was meant to bring even more humility that now a person is giving up their food and drink for the sake of Allah Ta'ala so now it's making him as a humble servant in front of Allah Ta'ala but now when that consciousness is not there then what, what is the whole objective the objective is to earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure the objective is to become his true slave to gain this abdiyat this is the objective this is the goal in getting to that goal there are certain things that are compulsory can't be compromised the salah other amal that are compulsory has to be done there are certain things which are completely haram that has to be abstained from and what is haram also there are those things that are externally haram drinking, gambling, zina various other sins there are things which are lurking inside which are even more haram also so we all understand the severity of these sins that we mentioned there are things within which are even more severe that pride is more severe this is no in no way anything small very serious sins drinking, gambling all these are very major sins zina, terrible but this is even beyond that that pride the jealousy these are things which destroy a person's amal now this is what this abudiyat and this being the abd of Allah Ta'ala this starts off and stems from the depth of the heart that consciousness I'm nobody, I'm nothing and when a person has this in his heart then his reactions are different his reactions are very different so one very great personality in India Hazrat Mawlana Muzaffar Hassan Khandalwi so now one day he's coming back to his village from out somewhere now he was a very highly respected personality, great Buzrug and everybody in the who knew him now, they knew what a personality he is. Now one day he's coming from out, walking and coming from a distance. So an old person is walking with a whole big bundle and he's battling. So he saw this person. Now this was again that humility. And now how can I just allow this to pass by me? Somebody is struggling here. And I need to, I can't just walk past. So he came and he offered to take that bundle. So this person probably was walking with it for a long time. He was just too happy to pass it on. He was now battling with it. So he just passed it on. 
Hazrat Mawla had not been used to carrying these kind of loads himself. But in any case, now he took it on. Now he's battling and walking with it. This person now is walking along and they're going in the direction. So he's asking him now, the stranger is asking him that where you stay, where you come from. So he says, no, I come from Kandla. Now that's a village, Kandla. So he says, oh really, you come from Kandla. So he says, well okay, there's a very, very great Buzruk there by the name of Maulana Muzaffar Hussain. Now he doesn't know who he's talking to. He has no idea that who he's talking to is the same person. So he's saying that there's a very big Buzruk there. And now he started talking about all his some praises. So he says, look, I don't know what you're talking about. All these things I'm not aware of about him. Yes, this much I know about him that he performs his salah. So this person, this old villager gets upset. He says, you've got no respect. Such a great person, such a pious personality. He says, look, I don't know all these things about him. Only he performs his salah. He says, look, I'm telling you the truth. Yes, he performs his salah, alhamdulillah. More than that, I don't know anything about him. Now this person started getting upset and arguing with him. They're walking along. This person is arguing with him. And in the meantime, some villages, some people of that village happen to be coming from the opposite direction. Now they see this great person now walking with this whole load on him. So they rush to quickly help him with it. And now they're saying, now he realizes that this person realizes who I'm talking to is the same personality I'm praising. And who I'm fighting with, this is the person who I'm fighting about himself. This totally melted him and he fell at his feet and he's now apologizing. I didn't realize I'm talking to you, the person who I'm talking about, you are the person himself. But he felt nothing about it. This was his natural reaction. It didn't bring about any airs in him. I'm somebody, I'm something. The incident that we discuss on many occasions, one area that invited Hazrat Mahashavali Tanvi Rahmatullah to come and give a talk. So some people invited him, but there were many people who were totally opposed to him there. Opposed to him, why? Because they just heard something. What they heard, people said something. What people said, sometimes they don't even know what people said. People just said, no, something wrong. What's the reality of it? Nobody knows. But people said, like somebody said, they're looking for day. They're looking for day. So now everything said, they said. So everything they said, now I'm trying to find where's they. Now everywhere I'm asking where's they, they say, no, they don't know where this, where's they. So it's just they, who's, somebody said it, Allah knows best, someone, something in the air, just flying around, what's the reality? So now people just make some accusation, some allegation, make some false claims about somebody, and people just go with the flow. So now many people were wrongly influenced in this manner. So as a result now, not knowing anything about what the reality is, now they just, now not wanting to have anything to do with such a program in their masjid. So in any case he finally came, now many were wanting him to perform, to give that talk in that masjid. So he came, he sat on the member now to start. So just as he sat on the member, somebody now forwarded one note. So there was something now, a note, and that was passed. So now finally it came into his hand. Who really sent it? I'm not sure also. Came from the crowd. So now just he's about to start, so he opened the note. So on the note now he read it. So now he addressed everybody. He said, look, this is a note came. There's three things written here. 
نمبر ون از ریٹن تم کافر ہو یو آر اے کافر یو آر اے ڈس بلیور سو ناؤ واٹ اے تھنگ از بینگ سیڈ اینڈ ناؤ ہی از ریڈنگ اٹ ٹو دا کانگریگیشن دس از واز ریٹن یئر کہ تم کافر ہو سو ان اینی کیس آئی ایم میکنگ آل آف یو ویٹنس ناؤ اشد اللہ الہ الا اللہ اشد ان محمد عبدہ و رسول سو ناؤ یو آل ہرڈ می ریسائڈ دا شہادت یو آل نو ناؤ دیٹ آئی ہیو ایمان So now this is gone now. If somebody had a doubt about it, Alhamdulillah, I had iman from before, but now you have no doubt now. So this one aspect is already dismissed. And the second aspect, system jolahe ho. Now in India, one of the very, very menial tasks was to be a cotton weaver. This should be done manually and a very menial thing. Like now, our time now, somebody says you're a street sweeper or whatever. Nothing wrong with it. It's a halal earning. But now it, it used to be said in a degrading way. Nothing wrong with it. But it used to be said in a degrading way. She said, Tum jolahe ho. So he says, well, if I am that also, so what? And in any case, I didn't come here to come and put a proposal somewhere that somebody's going to feel now this person is a very low in society, got no position, so now chase him away. I haven't come for such a purpose. So I don't need to worry about this. Now this was a very, in that context, a very like degrading comment, an insult kind of thing. But he just dismissed it in that manner. Very, very casually dismissed it. I didn't come here to propose for somebody, somebody's daughter here, that I got to worry about now, what they're going to think about me, what impression they're going to have about me. I said the third thing is written here is, watch what you speak. Say, well, I didn't come to speak. I was asked to come and speak. If I'm told not to speak, I won't speak. Finish. So some people then spoke out and said, oh, this, just ignore this. There's some mischief makers. The people all seated here, by and large, everybody who is waiting for you to advise them. They are waiting for the nasihat. So please ignore this. So he went ahead and gave the talk. And then that was the end of that story. After that also it was never raised, but who's this person, find him, we need to sort him out, we need to address this, and all the other things that go along with it. Halas, end of story. Who can do that? There's tawazu inside the heart. There's this humility deep down in the heart. It's not something just on the tongue. It's not just something for occasions. It's not something just when... I need to make myself humble for some benefit of dunya. No. To become the abd, the true abd of Allah Ta'ala. And the true abd of Allah Ta'ala is always very humble. He humbles himself. For Allah Ta'ala humbles himself in front of the creation of Allah Ta'ala within the limits that Allah Ta'ala has placed. Within Allah Ta'ala's limits and framework of the shariat then he acts in a humble manner with the servants of Allah Ta'ala as well. So this is the lesson to take deep down in our hearts. We're coming towards these very Mubarak days. While mashallah, we should be already increasing our amal, trying to get more involved in amal so that by the time the month of Ramadan comes, we are well into the mode of tilawat of the Quran Sharif, into zikr, dua, increasing all the various amal. But shouldn't confine it to that. Start reflecting on all these things and start getting more conscious about rectifying our hearts, 
and becoming the true servants of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq and make us his true slaves and abd. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. We'll have zikr for a few minutes and then do hajj. تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم نائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله عم نوانه الله 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 لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته 
ولا هم الا فرجتها ولا حاجه الا لك رضا الا قضيتها ويسرتها يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا ان نسينا او اخطانا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقه لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اله العالمين يا الله اومس مرسيفول موس غريشس موس كايد موس لافينغ الله اله العالمين يا الله فوجيف اس يا الله Ya Allah forgive all our major and minor sins Ya Allah Ya Allah forgive the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ya Allah show your maghfirat on the ummah Ya Allah Show your rahmat on the ummah Ya Allah Ilahul Alameen Ya Allah guide us to your pleasure Ya Allah Ya Allah make us your true servants Ya Allah Make us your true slaves Ya Allah Ilahul Alameen we claim to be your slaves Ya Allah Ya Allah but we are doing all the things that shaitan wants from us Ya Allah We are following all our nafs and desires Ya Allah Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make us true in our claim of slavery to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to submit to you in every matter of life, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our eyes submit to your command, Ya Allah. Make our ears submit to your command, Ya Allah. Make our tongue submit to your command, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our hearts submit totally to your command, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, cleanse our hearts out of all the dirt and evil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, cleanse it from the pride, the arrogance, the malice, the jealousy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, cleanse it from all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill it with your mahabbat, Ya Allah. Fill it with the love of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill it with the love of the Qur'an Sharif, Ya Allah. With the love of tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, Ya Allah. With the love of zikr and dua, Ya Allah. With the love of the efforts of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save us from all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. Save us from all the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, these Mubarak months are passing, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you enable us to reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan with afiyat, Ya Allah. Allahumma ballighna Ramadan. Allahumma barik lana fi rajabi wa sha'ban. Wa ballighna Ramadan. Allahumma sallimna li Ramadan. Wa sallim Ramadan lana. Wa sallimhu lana mutakabbala. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to, Ya Allah. Reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan. Ya Allah, grant us the true appreciation of the Mubarak month of Ramadan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable us to prepare for this Mubarak month, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the greatest preparation we need to make is sincere Tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bless us with Tawbah and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Bless us with Tawbah and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. We have so blatantly been sinning, Ya Allah. So shamelessly been sinning, Ya Allah. And it didn't bother us, Ya Allah. Despite all your countless ni'mats and favors, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ate the food you blessed us, Ya Allah. We used the energy to break your commands, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, how shameless we have been, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we did not want to do something in the presence of a child, Ya Allah. But we forgot you are watching, Ya Allah. You are all knowing, Ya Allah. You know what's in the depths of our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the true haya, Ya Allah. Grant us haya for you, Ya Allah. Grant us your consciousness at every moment of our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, bless us with the nisbat of the awliya'i siddiqeen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we're making sincere tawbah tonight, Ya Allah. From all the vices and sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, from what we know and what we don't know, Ya Allah. What we did deliberately and mistakenly, Ya Allah. What we are aware of and not even realize it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we regret what we did, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we regret having broken your commands, Ya Allah. Our kind and loving Allah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, despite your countless favors, Ya Allah. 
Allah, but we disobeyed you, Ya Allah. Allah, we are so shameless, Ya Allah. Allah, today we regret that, Ya Allah. Allah, we are full of remorse for it, Ya Allah. Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, we resolve not to go back to those sins in future, Ya Allah. Allah, you accept this Toba, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on this Toba, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, there are many things that, Ya Allah, we do. Allah, we don't even give it a second thought, Ya Allah, which you are displeased with, Ya Allah. Allah, make us realize our faults, Ya Allah. And bless us with the tawfiq of staying away from it, Ya Allah. From removing these things from our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamira, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Allah, those who are in hospitals, give them complete afiyat, Ya Allah. Bring them home with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Those on any other difficulty and hardship, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant abundant halal and tayyib risk filled with barakat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those in any sorrow, grief, anxiety, depression, Allah, out of your grace and mercy, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with sukoon and itminan, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with total sukoon and itminan, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Grant every khair and barakat and afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant us afiyat in deen, Ya Allah. Grant us afiyat in dunya, Ya Allah. Allah, throughout the world, Ya Allah. Wherever the Muslims are in any pain, suffering, hardship, Ya Allah. Remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Allah, grant afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, our brothers and sisters in Palestine, Ya Allah. Allah, you shower your rahmat upon them, Ya Allah. You shower your special protection on them, Ya Allah. Allah, you safeguard them, Ya Allah. Allah, we submit every matter to you alone, Ya Allah. Allah, your hikmat we cannot fathom, Ya Allah. We submit to it without question, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we are weak, Ya Allah. Allah, we beg for afiyat for ourselves, Ya Allah. We beg for afiyat for one and all, Ya Allah. We beg for afiyat for our brothers and sisters in Palestine, Ya Allah. Allah, you strengthen them, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant them victory over their enemies, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant them fathim ubiin, Ya Allah. Grant them fathim ubiin, Ya Allah. Allah, you descend the balaika of badr to assist them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you strengthen the mujahideen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you grant them ghaybi nusrat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant hidayat to the enemies as well, Ya Allah. Allah, if hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Allahumma shattit shamlahum. Allahumma mazik jam'ahum. Allahumma dammir diyarahum. Allahumma khalif bayna kalimatihim. Wazalzil aqdamahum. وأنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المجرمين اللهم خذهم أخذ عزيز مقتدر اللهم اكفناهم بما شئت اللهم اكفناهم بما شئت اللهم اكفناهم بما شئت اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب